The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, our show is about employment privacy and when can... A county, for example, release your personnel records. We're going to be talking about a very important privacy case that went to trial, and we have the trial attorney. I'm going to introduce you to our wonderful guest, John Shepherdson, who has been practicing law for over 24 years in Los Gatos, California, and has represented policyholders in lawsuits against insurance companies for almost his entire career. And the primary area of his practice are insurance, bad faith, personal injury, accidents, business, and real estate matters. And now he has really become a privacy expert just by virtue of having to research and work on this very important and very publicized case. John Shepherdson was president of the Santa Clara County Trial Lawyers Association for the 2007 through 2008 term. And he has also served on the Board of Governors of the Consumer Attorneys of California. You can learn a lot more about him at our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy, but also at his website at shepherdsonlaw.com. That's Shepherdson spelled S-H-E-P-A-R-D-S-O-N-L-A-W.com. John, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Mari, for, for having me here. Well, let's talk about this case. First of all, why don't you tell us what happened to your client, Ray? Um, basically, what happened was, was Ray was terminated, and he challenged that termination and reached a settlement. And uh, there was an agreement that each party would not disparage the other for matters arising out of that termination. Then Ray proceeded to exercise his free speech rights um, about... Um, present county operations, and he created a blog, and he started creating articles on a, on a basically a monthly basis. And um, he commented and was critical about present county operations. And um, then, unbeknownst to him, the local newspapers started sending requests to the county claiming that he was um, waiving his privacy rights for into the basis for his termination by these uh, by this blogging. And now let me let me just stop sure. you for a second. So, why don't you tell my audience what was his employment with the county? 
did oh, he do? I, I apologize. He was the chief building official for Calaveras County and was there for about 20 years. Right, right. Okay. So he had a, um, a prominent position, an important position. And, um, and so, you know, and there's a whole other issue of, you know, the basis for termination and politics and change in the board, and I won't get into that. But, but everybody knows that when you work for the county government, there is always politics involved, and sometimes you can lose your job because of it. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so, but in terms of the privacy issue, so he's blogging, and then um, his, his fourth article was entitled Financial Infidelity. And in there, he did sort of a historical recount of of where the, the county had been, and particularly the building department in terms of management of funds. And that basically when he had left, it was in, in very strong financial position. And um, under new management, they had squandered hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, and he's a citizen, so he could even comment on it like that. It's his uh, constitutional uh, free speech right. Exactly. And, uh, and he was an insider, so he knew how government operated. So what he said meant a lot and had credibility. And... Uh, so, but, you know, and then requests were made in, in, to, the, to the county to release information, um, and they, they refused to do that. Right. And then um, a, another article came out that was critical of Ray and his former attorney um, confronted the reporter and indicated that the information was inaccurate and that you should do your job. Well, then now, the, who said that? Wait a minute. Who said that? The the former attorney said that. The former the... attorney, yeah, whose office was just uh, above where the reporter worked, because it's a small community. He confronted the reporter um, and said, "You know, you should do your job. Your information is accurate." And he was just frustrated that that the press had been continually critical of Ray, and 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 so he confronted the reporter. Well, then the reporter. Unbeknownst to Ray, um, then recounted this exchange with the former attorney and sent that information in a letter to the county, and and the county then agreed and accepted hook, line, and sinker the accuracy of that report and said, okay, now that exchange that that you reporters say took place and the the prior blogging. Uh, Ray's waived his right of privacy in his personnel file, mm. and uh, and so then the 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 county council uh, sent a letter and gave my client uh, or sent the letter I gave a actually I think it was a letter it was a call and to the former attorney and said we're going to release the file oh. and uh, so. Then the attorney called my client and told him, but there was there was no time to stop the release um, uh, of the personnel file. So then, the about twelve hundred documents were released by the county to oh, so the newspaper, and the records were just documents that supported the termination of my client. So wait a minute. So the county council calls the you know your client's former attorney and yes. tells him that we're going to do it, but doesn't give him a chance to do anything before they release it. They That's didn't say that you know they want us to do it. We're really thinking of doing it. So you have like X amount of time to quickly go to court and try and do a protective order. Yeah, they it, <laughs> they, they effectively didn't have the time. 
They wow. didn't have the time. And, uh, of course, I pointed it out to the jury. And, and something that was telling that really kind of came out at the trial was that they had made that decision to release prior to the day that they had called uh, the attorney. In fact, they had started copying the documents um, days beforehand. So I pointed out to the jury at trial that, you know, there was, they, they could have informed my client they could have given an advance notice to go to court or, or, or to, to give his side of the, um, the story so that they shouldn't release it, but they, they chose not to do it. And the, and the county also had another way of going. They could have said to the, the press, look, we're not going to give you um, these personnel documents. Um, we, we're just going to assert his privacy rights on his behalf, and you, and you can go to court, and then let a judge decide whether or not these records should be released, because there, there is a balancing that can take place between the public's right to know under the Public Records Act request and the, the employee or former employee's um, constitutional right of privacy in their personnel file. Right. And so the county had another way to go. They could have said no and, and let the court decide, and then you get sort of due process, and, and then a judge can decide whether or not those documents should be released. But the county took another tack. They, they, they didn't let the courts do it. They really took on the position as, as the judge, and as the gatekeeper, and, and they got it wrong. They right. got it wrong big time. And the, the, it's so serious because once you release those records, they, are on, they, they went on the Internet. They're yes. going to be on there for life. Forever. And, forever. And, you know, once the, the documents are released, then the press, you know, front page news, Stockton record, you know, all these documents are released. And, and a vast majority of the information that was released was false or misleading. So it was not only a violation of privacy, but it was, it was you know, damaging to his reputation and to his yeah, character. And, right. and the emotional distress to my client and the public humiliation was just um, uh, overwhelming. Mm. And, you know, so... How did he find you, John, after... So his attorney, he didn't go back to his attorney to do anything about this. His attorney wasn't able to do that? Well, you know, he was now a, a witness, and right. Right. Um, and he he had counsel in uh, out of Sacramento. And then the case got uh, uh, transferred to federal court, and um, the Sacramento attorney wasn't familiar with the federal court procedure. So he was looking for another other counsel, and... Um, you know, it, I, I, I work here in a small town, uh, and uh, I, I believe it was that uh, the people at the local coffee shop, uh, maybe they gave them uh, a friend of theirs my name, and she got a hold of me, and then and and she referred. Uh, she's an attorney up uh, in Calaveras County, and she referred the clients to me. So it's strange how I got the case. And um, he's so lucky he got you. Uh, well, I <laughs> I'm lucky. He chose me because um, I've thought about this in terms of the people I've represented over the years, and um, he is um, uh, one of the most credible individuals that um, I've had the, the pleasure of, of representing, and uh, and that made the case uh, um, it made it a lot easier to, to have an individual that you know frankly doesn't overstate his emotional distress, right. but when his voice cracks about the fact that it's it's now harder to make income to support his wife. 
you know, the jury gets that. That's yes. like a lightning bolt in, in the courtroom, um, and it's real. And, um, and so, you know, that was um, a huge, um, huge advantage in the case. And, uh, well, John, so yeah. so when you when he came to you, uh, yeah. had they already filed the lawsuit, or did you file the lawsuit? No, they had already filed. And, and what did they? What was their contention that it was defamation? It was invasion of privacy. What what were they? You know, for? there wasn't a defamation cause of action. There was um, there was violation of the Public Records Act, which really wasn't a viable cause of action. Uh, intentional infliction, negligent infliction of emotional distress. Yes. Um, uh, violation. violation of constitutional right of privacy, also uh, free speech, and uh, violation. And so, what we did was we we dropped the federal claim, um, and that way I was able to get the case back into Calaveras County. So once we dropped the federal claim, then it went back to Calaveras County. I thought it would be more effective to have um, the the community that 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 sort of was aware of what happened and how government operated up there. Right. It would be more effective to have the case tried there. And also the, the very fact that the county wanted it in federal court was a flag to me that, that I would want it back in the state court in Calaveras right. County. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, so, and there's a constitutional yeah. right to privacy in the California Constitution as well. well that's there the, is not one in, in the federal Constitution. Well, what we used was the California um, uh, Privacy right in the Constitution. We that was uh, the county brought a summary judgment motion, and all the claims were stricken except for the um, constitutional right of privacy um, under uh, California Constitution. That was our sole cause of action um, at time of trial, and um, so that was really an important one. Thank goodness there's only five states that actually have a written, you know, in in writing constitutional right to privacy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So you're really lucky for that, too. Sure. Yeah. So so tell us, when you filed suit and, and they fought you on all, and they were able to throw out everything about the right to privacy, did they ever try and settle? Um, well, we, we went to a, a settlement conference in front of a um, very good settlement conference uh, judge up there, and... Uh, the the offer was uh, seventy five hundred dollars, oh and um, our demand was three fifty, um, and and frankly we would have you know moved off that if if we could arrive at a reasonable number, but the, the, it was uh, seven thousand five hundred dollars. Period. Right. Right. So um, that ended. Um, and to ruin someone's entire life and have that on the internet forever. Three hundred fifty thousand was a drop in the bucket. Well, we thought it was it was quite reasonable, and uh, again, you know, litigation is expensive and costs and stress, and so to resolve right. it and sure. have some sense of justice. But uh, the county, you know, really took a a hard line on this, and they felt that they did right. And I think also you have to look at it. There, after the release of his personnel file documents, there were certain. Um, uh, one board member in particular I can recall, who publicly stated, you know, we did, we did the right thing here. And so when, when supervisors or a supervisor takes a public position that they did the right thing, I think it, it makes it harder for them later to say we should pay money on a lawsuit. Right. So, so the you politics know, gets into it again. The politics. And, and, um, and so, and, and frankly, 
it is a bear to, to sue um, a, a government agency. It's not right. an easy thing. I mean, they no. have they, they have, have resources. Immunity. They hired a uh, a very good firm um, out of Sacramento. I'm a solo practitioner, um, and uh, so it it you've got to take depositions, you've got to pose a motion for summary judgment, you've got to push for trial. Oh, the costs are outrageous. Costs and... Um, and, and time. Yet. And, and then if you, if you have to put all that time into that, you can't put time into other cases that you could be earning money on. And he obviously didn't have the money, so you had... Did you... Oh, my gosh, it's just crazy. Well, and we had ranged a fee structure where it was a hybrid between some hourly and some contingency. So it... it it um, it wasn't entirely a contingency fee case, but it right. wasn't a straight hourly, so it, it reduced the the hourly cost to him that I would normal otherwise normally charge. So, right. and right. that helped me. But as a solo practitioner, you know, my approach is is to take a sort of fewer cases so that you can work them up well. Yes. Because when you take on these larger entities, it 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 takes that time and, and effort, but it it can pay off at the, at, at the end. And uh, so we were able to do things in this case, like we, we did a couple of focus groups. We wanted to, you know, present both sides of the case to a mock jury to get a sense from them as to where the strengths and weaknesses are of the case and what, it's a, what is it worth. Yes. And it's a fascinating thing. Down here in Santa Clara County, we did one. And uh, the focus group awarded us $170,000. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, there is a lot more wealth in Santa Clara County than Calaveras County. Interesting. Um, what now, when we you, did do is, let me ask you something. When yeah, you did that, yeah. um, who presented at that focus group? Was it just your side that presented? Uh, well, I present, but I present both sides. Right, right. You presented both sides. Yeah. Right, to let them know what their thoughts are and what your thoughts are. Well, and well and when feedback? I present, I, I, yeah. I present what I think is the best case for each side. Right. Right, of And then course. I asked them along the way, you know, what do you think about this fact? What do you think about this position? Right. And then we, we go through it, and then at the end, I asked them to come up with a verdict. Um, and so it was 170000 but we got some valuable information in terms of on how to further craft the case going forward. Hmm. Then, um, not long before the trial, we did another focus group up in Calaveras County, because it's, it's a mountainous community. It's um, politically more conservative. It, it doesn't have the, um, the wealth that Santa Clara County does. And so I, I was concerned about, you know, ability to connect with jurors up there and, and to understand how they, they think. Right. So it was... How did you get the focus group? How did you even find them? Both of them, we use um, Craigslist. Oh, And we, we, you know, pay, I don't know, about 50 bucks something for three hours. Sometimes it's lunch, and, you know, you'll get a lot of people that are interested um, either to pick up a few bucks or because they're interested in the legal process, and that's how you get these um, uh, mock jurors. Now, for for these mock jurors, the ones up there in Calaveras County, they would have already kind of known about this, right? Some knew, some didn't. Mm, And, uh, And so when we did it up there, I was... Frankly, I was blown away. Um, they they gave us six million. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Six million dollars, and 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 it it was like an earthquake in terms of the 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 sense of um, 
of uh, outrage. Was well, there like an outrage uh, by them? Outrage, but yeah, but there was two components: is a a a kind of concern about government um, abusing people's rights, um, that government power and fear of government power. Right. And um, and this the second is. That uh, how, how much right. they held dear uh, the constitutional right of privacy. Right. I mean, right. The, and the they could all relate. A big thing. It was a bigger thing to those jurors, mock jurors, than than um, here in Santa Clara County. Well, you know what makes, and I don't know what you think of it, but that kind of makes sense to me because a lot of them are employees. And so they would be pretty outraged that someone would reveal their personnel files. Where in Santa Clara County, you're going to have. A, a lot wealthier people that don't think that that could ever even happen to them. A lot of them probably are business owners, maybe, or retired people. I don't know if that's the reason, but that's kind of like what my my guess would be. What, what do you think it was? You know, um, well, I I think it was the the, the the kind of the two things: a greater sense of of um, the value, or the, the, the or, or a, a greater concern about um, government abusing power, and and. Um, uh, more of a concern about protecting and enforcing constitutional rights. Mm. I also, also, there was, I had more information and different information than I had in the first focus group. Right. And the, the, the second focus group, um, we had a videotape um, that was made of a political gathering after the release of my client's personnel file. Oh. And in that political presentation, um, an individual running for office, you know, said, I've reviewed these documents about uh, Ray Waller, and, you know, that there was, he created, um, uh, that they suggested, they, they, they indicated to him that he threatened um, the, the county with Fire, the huge fire law, uh, fire um, fires across the county because of the way in which he approved things, and so I then used that to create a, a basis for damages. I, I you know, because how how much how much does a jury award for public humiliation, emotional distress? Right. What, what, how do you put a value on that? Right. So what I did was is I took the number of forty five thousand people. That's the number of people in Calaveras County, roughly. And I said, okay, if this was not, uh, if this was an, uh, a man or woman, and they had uh, raised a child for 20 years, and then they were publicly accused with the release of information that shouldn't have been released of, of abusing that child for 20 years, what would be the value of that case? What would be the value of that case for one individual for their single child? Hmm. And if you put, you know... Say hypothetically, could be a hundred thousand or a million, whatever. So I said, what my client was accused of was was abusing and endangering the lives of forty five thousand people, men, women, and children. So I said, if we put a value on that for one thousand per person, we're at forty five million. So let's take ten percent of that, and you're at four point five million. So that's where I, I kind of came up with a number that that I used to present both with the focus group. And with uh, and and at trial, and uh, in the focus group, they gave you six million. Let's talk about what they gave you at trial. All right, at trial, um, 
Well, you know, the the trial is, is a lot different dynamic than a, than a focus. Sure, um, you've because got the other you've got a uh, defense <laughs> yeah. counsel there constantly, um, you know, opposing your positions and objecting and whatnot. And also, um, what was disappointing was is that um, was that the the judge would not allow us to introduce evidence that the information released was false and or misleading. Oh, my goodness. So uh, the, was the judge was in, in the pocket, too, huh? Pardon? The judge was kind of uh, influenced by the politics, too? Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm but... just going to say that <laughs> the, 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 the ruling was um, we, we disagreed vehemently with that ruling. Yeah. We believe that the law uh, supported our position that when you violate one's privacy, you know, then a component of that, the damage... Is I'll, I'll tell you the the argument I made to the judge uh, in court for why we should be able to introduce that the information is false and misleading. I said, imagine um, the government holds a personnel file on a, on an individual, a man, or has a file on, it. and in that file it says that that man uh, has raped ten women. He's a serial rapist, and it's 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 incorrect. It's false. And that information then is um, publicly released. So what do you have? You have a violation of his privacy because the file should not have been released. Um, but secondly, the, the, uh, there's a damage flowing that the information is, is um, incorrect. It's yes. false and misleading. So yes. that harms him. That creates emotional distress. Right. That, that damages his character and his reputation. Right. There, and... And so that individual must be allowed to introduce the evidence that it's not true because it goes to the issue of damages. Right, right. And the judge rejected my argument. So we were not able... So, so the jury heard information that was released about my client ah. that was damaging to him, said, you know, said bad things about him, right? And, and we couldn't tell the jury that it was false and misleading. So, well, when you, when you did cross-examination, didn't you just say, isn't that, that's not true, right? Well, you we, asked we were, were allowed, yeah. you know, that. Yeah. It was not true, a, a short denial. But we couldn't get into the guts of why it wasn't right. true. And yeah. so I did uh-huh. get this from the judge. I was able to get an instruction to the jury that the, inf- that the jury was not to concern themselves with whether or not the information were released was true or false. Hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of an odd thing, and it was a big part of why my client wanted to, to bring this case, um, right. brought the case, was to clear his name and show that this information was yes. false, and rele- uh, false and misleading. And yes. so that, that part of it, um, you know, is, is, was disappointing. But the good news is I remember when you wrote me that email to tell me what happened. I was on pins and needles. So why don't you just tell how he won a half a million? Okay. Well, first of all, so... Now, we don't have a lot of time, so you're going to have to kind of really pull it together here. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I get kind of uh, jazzed up here. Well, I know. I it's so to... exciting. I know. But just tell what happened with the jury. And then all right. Go. Okay. Two parts of the case. Case is bifurcated, liability and damages. They find on liability... Um, and so, um, you know, that, uh, that he had a, um, a privacy right, 12-0. That means the jury was 12-0. Um, that there was a serious invasion, uh, 12-0. That uh, the government's action really wasn't in furtherance of the Public Records Act, 10-2. We only needed nine out of the 12 jurors. Yeah. And did he waive his privacy right? 
nine to three, he did not waive his privacy rights. So now we move into the second phase of the trial, damages. He gets on on on, on the stand, and we have uh, two experts testify. We got to hurry. All right, and then they award. <laughs> Um, 483,000 in non-economic damages, basically emotional distress, public humiliation, and and then 41,368 for future economic loss. Wonderful, that is so wonderful. And so, just real quickly, what do you think right now? I mean, what a, what a great result! It was really David and Goliath. <laughs> so, what 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 do you think would be the impact of this case? If you could just tell us real quick. Uh, I think that it, it, it sent a huge message in Calaveras County, and I hope or to surrounding counties, that with personnel files that you've got to be very careful, that you've got to follow the law, you've got to know the law, and, uh, you know, if in doubt, don't disclose. You know, let the, let the courts decide. Well, you are wonderful, and, you know, all of the great things that you did for Ray, I, I know he appreciates it. And I really honor you for the great work that you did, John Shepherdson. You're terrific. And we'll have you back again with another good case that you're going to take about privacy in the near future, right? Hopefully. Thank you, Mari. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. And write us uh, an email about what's important to you in the information age. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.